Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in Idaho. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho. And in the studio with me this morning and our and our guest this morning is our one of our FCA board members, Victor Miller. Victor, it's great to have you on the air this morning. Good morning, Ken. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah. How uh, how was your how was your Christmas time with your family? Well, always having the kids back from college. They both go to Biola University in La Mirada. That is always a treat. And so we've been sewing into them. They've been sewing into us, and they're leaving this Sunday. So we're going to miss them. But we're really glad that they're there, and they're they're having a great time. It's back to school, isn't it? Back to school. Yeah. Well, we had a great time with our kids, too, and had a great restful time. So we're just grateful. And just for a wonderful time of the year, just to, again, to re- be reminded about Christ's birth. And exactly. And why he came uh, to earth to... To save us from our sins. For wretches like us, Ken. Yep. <laughs> to be our ransom mm-hmm. and to pay the price for us, to be our sub. Amen. To go in the game for us. So, Amen. Well, hey, it is great to have you on the air. I know uh, a couple years ago we had you on the air, kind of part, part-time part host when we interviewed Chris Bussard. But, That's right. Uh, I'm excited today to to just hear about what God's been doing in your life. And uh, we're so grateful to you and to not only be a friend, but also to be on our board here mm-hmm. and uh, for SCA Idaho. And how many years have you been on the board? I think going on my sixth year, Ken. Sixth year. Mm-hmm. That we're we're moving along. Time is going by fast. It? it is. It is. <laughs> well, hey, folks, we had an, a, an incredible event. God blessed uh, our uh, FCA, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA uh, breakfast that was for the bowl game. It was back on Thursday, December 20th. And uh, we had our speaker, uh, Hall of Famer, Heisman Trophy winner, Tim Brown. It was a great event. I know you were there. You're a big part of this, Vic. And uh, um, it was just an incredible time, wasn't it? About 1,100 people there. Yeah, we had 1,130 people. And I thought he blessed us so richly. And uh, I tell you, the we had a smaller lunch after the breakfast. And he told, a, I thought, just an hysterical story. I asked him about what he th- thought about playing with Bo Jackson. Right, that was with the Raiders. Right. So he talks about this time where they're watching film, and Bo Jackson interrupts the coach. And the coach is like, Bo, what what do you need? And he says, well, coach, I have an issue. He says, well, what's the (laughs) issue? And Bo Jackson said, the blockers. And the coach says, well, what's what's the issue with the blockers? He said, they get in the way. (laughs) So they actually, Tim said that they actually created a play where Rich Gannon would pitch to the left, the whole line would move left, and he would reverse course and run with, with no blockers. Wow. So he said he there was no juke moves in him. He would just basically run over people. Oh. So it just it was just great stories. He he told some really funny yeah. stories about his NFL career and about how he uh, grew up and it was a sobering message at time mm-hmm. and a liberating a liberating message at time. He was just fantastic. I think yeah. you really blessed Boise. Yeah, that was amazing. And thanks time. for all those that came and yeah. sponsored. Yeah, we had a lot of a lot of table sponsors, um, local folks here that wanted to come here. We had the whole entire BYU uh, team and coaching staff 140, there. 140, yeah. And um, uh, Coach uh, Jeff Grimes is a Christian believer there, the offensive coordinator for BYU Cougars, mm-hmm. and he shared uh, as well as uh, – um, 
Ashton, um, uh, Avery for the uh, uh, Western Michigan Broncos. He's mm-hmm. a wide receiver coach since we had a Q&A with them. And man, it was a great time. And, and Tim just told his story and uh, mm-hmm. about what God has written on his life and uh, had a great time with just some junior high and high school kids afterwards that just got to do a Q&A with Tim. So, But we want to thank some incredible people that have helped make this event happen. And so many, some of these people, most, a lot of these people actually, year after year, they want to be a yes. sponsor to this event. And first of all is Sid and Kay Ballard over at Ballard Insurance and Meridian. Mm-hmm. Um, any, I mean, they got tons of in, uh, insurance options for, for any of your insurance needs. And then also uh, Stonecrest Leadership, which actually is Scott and Paula Stewart. Mm-hmm. And uh, we appreciate their support. They were influence sponsors. Mm-hmm. And then as well as Tim and Kara West. And uh, uh, we just appreciate Dr. West and his wife, Kara, their their continued support. Um, Ballard Insurance, Stonecrest, and Tim and Kara West. And great folks, aren't they, Vic? These, yeah, these fantastic. Guys. All friends. Yeah. And then also we had our, our some other sponsors, our next category, which was inspiration sponsors. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vic, why don't you tell give a shout out to some of these folks and I'll. We had Ascend Medical and we had Evergreen Resource. We had April Florzik, which is a real estate uh, agent. Billy and, Bill and Jody Buckner, who've been with FCA for more oh, than yeah. a decade. Mark Bottles Real Estate, thanks to Mark. And mm-hmm. of course, 941 The Voice, mm-hmm. who we're on right now. Yep. And Tamarack Grove, Treetop Ranch, thanks to Larry Williams. And uh, my wife and I also That's were right. a sponsor this year. And then also Cloverdale, Church of God. Yes. And uh, they've been sponsors. And I know uh, through their denomination as well, Southwest uh, Idaho Church of God, and then the Brandt Agency. Um, and Amen. Don Brandt over there in Nampa. So we just, you know, folks, if you know these people, if you do business with them or, hey, you're looking for an, you know, someone to sell your house or looking for someone to um, do some real estate or you're looking for some engineering, take, you know, go check these folks out. They're just incredible folks that love Jesus and they want to see the gospel um, proclaimed across Idaho and the Treasure Valley and also see the influence in coaches and athletes. So, Amen. Um, so yeah, great event. And we just appreciate our board. And like you said earlier too, all our table sponsors that helped make it happen. And we had a lot of, we had some folks that sponsored tables for kids, you know, middle school and high school kids to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we have a few more school districts doing finals now right there before Christmas. Yes. So, And the know. good news, of course, Ken, is we raised – a decent amount of money, thousands and thousands of dollars for camp scholarships for next year's June camp that we have right. in at the NNU. Yep, June twenty fourth. So 24th. thank you for all those gen- generous people that are going to allow some people that can't afford it or need scholarship for the camp to go. Right, it's a big, it's a big deal. It's a five day camp. It's, yeah, it's an incredible experience. So yeah, that's June twenty fourth to twenty eighth, and that's they'll be here soon before we know it. And um, but. Uh, we'll have registration set up for the FCA, the Northwest FCA Sports Camp, um, later this month here in January. So, well, Vic, um, man, you, you've been on the board for for several years now. I know I first met you at a, at our golf tournament. That's right. And I think you golfed on Scott uh, Stewart's team. That's he right. Invited you to be there, and I remember you asking me questions about FCA and about this organization. And, well, there's uh, another story to that. So at those at those tournaments. You had a couple of local celebrities show up, and you could mm. bid to have them play in your team. That's right. So I grew up in Connecticut, and I was a avid Red Sox fan. And when I found that Bill Buckner could join my team, well, how could I not have him on my team? So um, 
I bid to have him on my team. I was fortunate to win, and he he came on my team. We became friends, and then we started to invite each other to golf, each other, you know, with, to play together. And at one point, he said, "You know, they're looking for new people on the board, right?" And in fact, they're looking for people who have a finance background because he had yeah. figured that out. That's right. And within a month or so, I was on the board, and yeah. and then we were transitioning someone the previous treasurer essentially yeah jim barnes was, right. was going off retiring off the board and so i just hopped in seamless transition that's how god works yeah through a golf helped, tournament helped out in so many ways with that and mm -hmm. areas that i'm not gifted in or it takes me a long time to get oriented to those kinds of things mm -hmm. you're god's totally gifted you in and it's just like it's it's been really an it's how the body prayer. works right yeah it is so so thank you number one thank you for on behalf of our staff here in idaho but also thank you for, you know just you know for serving the lord through fca so why why get involved with fca there might be some folks sitting out there going man i know about fca but why why did it intrigue you to 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 want to come on to be a part of our board and to stay on our well, board. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because when I grew up, I knew nothing about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. The first exposure I've ever had to it was here in Idaho. So I didn't have a lot of people are steeped in it. They grew up in it. They were part of it in high school or whatever, and I I really didn't know much about it. So when I got the invitation, I started to meet the people that were involved, like you and the board, and uh, I just felt like called by God to get involved with this ministry. And whenever you have a, a ministry that says its vision is to transform the world through Christ yeah. and its mission is to lead every coach and athlete in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. And they talk about things like integrity and teamwork and serving and excellence and that we really delve in through the coach. It just, it just made total sense. I love sports and I just felt that God clearly called me to get heavily involved in in the ministry and part of it ken was you were a lonely guy at one point <laughs> yeah just you one know, staff you didn't we had, you were it i mean yeah. you and colette yeah we had Caroline basically colette, and then yep. colette colette's been on staff now i think for five years so yeah and she does a great job serves us wonderfully mm -hmm. but you know i felt like it was not something you could do on your own and i felt called to become a partner with you in this and show up three times a week two times a week whatever you need me and to help you uh to help you do this yeah. so and now we've got a big fan well we got a growing family that's right hopefully we'll get even bigger add ryan seals over there in west treasure valley and pablo here in ada county at mm -hmm. boise state and then and our uh, newest sean. edition last year sean rooney came got, from california that's right baseball guy and i know yeah. you're a huge sports fan and, and, like and you love sports and i know we've got a few other folks that are interested in coming on part-time with staff with fca and doing some coaches ministry just just focusing on that and um well, thank you, Vic, and uh, we appreciate. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, well, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and, it's a good uh, you partnership. Know, I feel like it's only only just begun. <laughs> yep, as a song out the of the Carpenters, 70s, right? <laughs> well, um, so you're like we we talked about the camp. We talked about the bowl breakfast. Um, I know you love coming to camp. Why, why do you? Because you come and volunteer all week at camp. Why right. do you come do that as a as a board member, Vic? Yeah, honestly. Anybody who would want to volunteer should should want to do this. So we have we have about 400 athletes come from last year. I think it was six states, and about we had about five college athletes. Yeah, who, six, about sixty. Who are the huddle leaders? So yeah. that these kids these kids get mentorship from the next place they're going, which is college. And 
we had probably 50 coaches and we had 14, 15 different sports Mm -hmm. that you could do. And just to see the morning begin where all the kids are together and they're working out, they go break out with their different and you, and you walk around the campus and you see the energy and the coaching and the sewing into these kids. And at night, you know, they get together and we have a chapel and we worship and we hear God's word. Amazing speakers. And we see and we get speakers during the day that um, are are immersed in the word. But my favorite night of the year, like forget my birthday, forget my anniversary. Sorry, Wit, I love you, my wife. Uh, forget Christmas, Thanksgiving. My favorite day of the year is the Wednesday night chapel. When we set up two crosses, we worship with the kids, and then we ask them to look deeply in their own lives, search themselves, and see if there's anything that's not Christ-like that they want to change or any burden that they bear that mm-hmm. they don't want to burden yeah. anymore. And they write those down and they nail them to the cross. And then we, ha- we just allow them to pray over each other. Mm-hmm. And we as a board and mm-hmm. the and the athletes and the, staff. and the staff and the mentors and the huddle leaders all get around these kids yeah. and pray over them. It is a moving experience and it is yeah. it shows that God is alive and well mm-hmm. in the Treasure Valley. And that these students, student athletes, actually know that there's something other than them. That mm-hmm. life is bigger than just what we yeah. see in front of our own eyes. Yeah. And it's it's my favorite it's my favorite night of the year. Yeah, well, folks, if you're just joining us here on Heart of the Athlete, uh, I'm visiting with Victor Miller on our FCA board, um, who's for FCA Idaho. He's on one of our board members, and uh, we're just talking about FCA camp and just the impact that the Holy Spirit and God does at, at FCA camp each summer. And uh, so grateful to the Lord for. You know, and I, I think like you were talking about those kids and and huddle leaders and coaches mm-hmm. and staff nailing things that they need that they've been holding on to that they haven't fully surrendered to Christ. And I think there's something about that writing it down, mm-hmm. folding it up, pounding a nail. There's something about that that God uses it. Well, it's also doing it in a public process. way. Yeah, you know, they are literally going up in front of their friends and say. You should feel comfortable. You, I know you've got a burden too, and you should do this. You know, do it. Yeah. Nail to the cross. Give your burden to Christ. And it's just a very, it's it's just a very physical thing. It's right. a very emotional thing, and it's a very public thing. So, yeah. it's just it's almost like saying a public pronouncement of their faith, and that they really want to mm. move beyond the burden that they right. have. It's a very moving experience. It's really part of a, of discipleship in a lot of ways, and so. Well, thanks. Thanks again so much. I know you come and you help out with the ice and waters and all kinds of other stuff and do whatever. Whatever I'm needed. Wherever I'm needed. Hauling golfers to the golf course. And singing the national anthem at the that's softball. Right. The softball, baseball. Yeah, that's fun. Extravaganza. <laughs> well, hey, Vic. Um, I'm, you know, I know you love sports and uh, uh, you've been a big sports fan all your life. Mm-hmm. And, and I know this ministry fits well with you. And I, I just would... You know, how did you come to know Jesus? And what was it that led you to the Lord? Well, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting story because I think when you look back in your life, you realize that Christ was moving everything in place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't actually know that it's him you should be giving the credit to. You often think, well, I've, I've done this. Or, oh, that was luck. Dumb luck, right? So... 
my story is is pretty pretty uh, maybe typical of a lot of people, maybe atypical. I don't know, but I was a good, very good high school student. And I finished 13th in my class out of 250 kids. I got into Georgetown University, the only kid to get in at Georgetown, and had these big dreams of going down to D.C. And and I was just so excited. And it's a spot I I felt I had earned through my hard work. And a month before I was supposed to go to college, my father, out of the blue, said that he's leaving our family. And by the way, you're not going to Georgetown anymore. Wow. And so everything was immediately changed, right? So we drove up to University of Connecticut, which I had already rejected. I wound up going into this. I went to go to that school. They put me in the agricultural part of the school, <laughs> and I was in the business school because I was probably the last person admitted in the class. You just needed some classes. <laughs> right. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what just happened? You know, I was supposed to be in D.C. Here I am in Connecticut. And, uh, you know, Lord... I didn't know that he was working, but interestingly, from going to University of Connecticut for two years, it prepared me to then, I took a year off and went back to Georgetown, raised some money, went back to Georgetown. And what's wild is in many ways, UConn was a lot more difficult than Georgetown because the classes were gigantic and the, mm-hmm. and they gave very strict grades where only the top 10% of your class could get an A. So I had 500 kids in a class. I had to get an A. I had to be the top 50. Crazy. So it gave me a regimen on how to study if yeah. I wanted to succeed. And I knew I wanted yeah. to go back to Georgetown. So I knew I had to keep my GPA up. Yeah. So I, I wind up going back to Georgetown and I wind up being the valedictorian of the business school there. And a lot of it is because I think of the rocks that I broke at the University of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And because that I was able to then go to New York City and go work for Chase. And also in my senior year, one of the big executives of Chase came down to conduct a a class, like a real live training situation. And I was representing, I was actually doing Chase as my, as, as my, example that I was doing in a class, I was doing Mm -hmm. some work on chase. That was your project. Yeah. But I mean, just, Just, I didn't expect that. Yeah. It was just all of a sudden a guy, senior executive from chase is here and I'm, I'm playing the role of chase in this exercise in a class at Georgetown. That's crazy. So, you know, I I wound up going through uh, and getting uh, accepted by chase into their training program and who started the training program the same day that I did my wife. Hmm. And so you look back and you say, Lord, I see everything you did, even through the disappointment of a divorce of my parents, mm-hmm. you gave me the will yeah. to f- carry on right. and not break down and give up. Yeah. That you saw that I had a future and you knew exactly what was going to happen. You knew you had already chosen my wife. Mm-hmm. You had chosen my profession. Mm-hmm. You had chosen the schools that I would go to. <laughs> And so when you look at all through and and that that gentleman who happened to come from Chase, right? Yeah. You put all those you you re, you laid that road and just gave me the will to follow it. And at that point I really didn't appreciate it. It wasn't until 2001, 7 years into my marriage that my wife bluntly asked me, "Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know him to be your personal savior?" And I'd been in church my pretty much my whole life. 
So my, the question was odd to me at first, but then when she said, do you have a personal relationship? Is he running the show? Wow. I said, great question. I can't answer that truthfully with a yes. Hmm. And we had just watched uh, the movie A River Runs Through It. Oh, yeah. And so my wife was moved to ask me to basically commit my life to Christ in a new way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the that was August of 2001 is really when I wow. became a believer. Huh. And then when I got in into that being re, you know reborn literally and I look back and I could say wow mm-hmm. he's been with me the whole way. Wow. And to God be the glory because he's why I have my children, he's why I have my wife, why I had the jobs I had, the bosses I had, the schools I went to, everything was laid out and it began with with a divorce, mm-hmm. all those other pieces. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's a very praise God. Yeah, right. Praise God. From all blessings flowing. When when you said that, counted all blessings when you face trials of many kinds. Mm-hmm. I'm a living testimony to that being true. Yeah, it's it's so neat to hear how you. Because you know, I know as humans, I mean, you know, to be human, sometimes we, like you said, we it's we always think it's all us. We've done it all, or it's all on our. And there's some things that we do, but it's a humbling thing to be able to go back and say, "Lord, I surrender to you." And and I realize now, it's you, it's you that's been doing this the whole time. Exactly. And, um, well, I know you love the Word of God, and uh, um, is there any passages that 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 maybe? you know, been maybe a life verse or maybe a, a verse, a, a passage or a verse out of the Bible. It's just been that God's really been speaking to you about. Well, how about, I will tell you a passage that I think about all the time. And the setting is the last supper. They've just concluded the last supper and it's in Luke 22. And immediately after him saying that he's going to be leaving them, uh, they immediately break into an argument into who, which of them is going to be the greatest. So beginning in verse 24, it says, also dispute rose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest of the disciples. Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. Hmm. Right? Yeah. For whoever, who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Hmm. So to me, that that verse yeah. is the most important verse to me because I really feel like we are here to serve. Mm-hmm. And just like we serve our wives, because my fav- right. other favorite passage is in Ephesians 5, when it talks about 22 through 30, about how we're supposed to love our wives like Christ loved the church and yeah. Christ loved the church to that he served them to such a degree that he bore all of our sins. Yeah. That's how we're supposed to serve our wives. Right. So m- those two passages really are what it is for me and this FCA embodies that. Mm-hmm. I'm serving you but mm-hmm. you and You're FCA coaches right athletes. and athletes and also the huddle leaders are blessed in it. That's right. So and it's all- really our lives are about service. Mm-hmm. Who do we lay our lives down for in terms of how we give our treasure yeah. and our time? 
Well, Vic, it's been great having you on the show. I know we got about 20 seconds here before we have to sign off, but I wanted to, I know you're involved in some other things. You got, you're involved in the prayer breakfast. Yep, the Idaho State Prayer Breakfast. 20 seconds, real quick. Tell us a little bit about that. Idaho State Prayer Breakfast, March 2nd. Dirk Kempthorne will be our speaker. Please go buy tickets. They're only going to be $35 each, and I think they're $32.50 if you wind up buying a table of 10 for $325. You'll be blessed. And then I also run the Idaho Student Leadership Forum, which is associated with the breakfast, and it's to bless high school students and college students. That's right. It's to integrate faith into mm-hmm. our leadership. civic yep. leadership. Leadership yeah. and service. Yep. Yeah. Well, folks, if you're interested in getting more information about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho, you can go to our website at fcaidaho.org. And uh, there's lots of great info on there. There's uh, great resources. It links up to our national website, fca.org. Uh, so, well, Vic, thanks for taking the time to be on the air this morning. And thanks so much for serving the coaches and athletes and all whom they influence here in Idaho. And good morning to Margo and Victor. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You